0: all right tj what's good baby what's up reporting live from la jolla california
1: i love when mr california gets to
0: travel and explore his base bro i'm i'm splashing out in my own backyard who (laughs) who would have thunk it i would have um california
1: has so much to offer jason you know
0: yeah we um my life my LP and I were supposed to <laughs> Do not
1: ever do that again. You're you're grounded for that one. Continue. Visit
0: the the wild forests of Big Sur, California. Yeah. Um and then, you know, we it caught on fire. So no 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 none of that. We booked a little last minute hotels tonight type shit. <laughs> and I gotta say, I'm I'm I think we are liking it more than we would Ooh. in Big Sur.
1: Big Sur is one of the most overrated places in the world. <laughs> i mean it's beautiful but there's nothing to i guess i just don't like the woods enough there's just nothing to do
0: you are not a man of the woods
1: uh unlike our king jt i'm not a man of the woods but um i'm glad that you guys were able to get away um
0: yeah i think i think you would really love the vibes here it's it's got everything that you want and nothing that you don't
1: um i if it has a pool and some sunshine and some healthy farm-to-table meals that's it's really I'm pretty low maintenance tj
0: there isn't a ton of farm-to-table meals going on, but everything else is good. the The hotel that I'm staying at is is outfitted with layered superfood turmeric, um, a dispenser. Wow! So, you know, like, like you just like shoot when, the turmeric in your cup
1: like it's creamer at DD.
0: Exactly, like when you go to Seven Eleven and they have like the Irish cream <sighs> on the pump that you can you can Damn. dip in. They have that. You, it's not self serve. You know, we're in COVID now, but. Laird yeah. is really Laird is really out
1: here getting a motherfucking bag. We need to get Laird Superfoods involved in this podcast somehow. I feel like I'm not. I feel like we could make that happen. Probably.
0: I don't know if he's going to love our vibe, but I it's it is possible, and I would like to explore that more. I could probably I, I
1: might be able to get Laird as a guest.
0: Shit, that'd be amazing. You know who he's you know who he's married to, right? Yeah, Gab, Gabby Gabby Reese, Gabby the, Reese. The,
1: the famous women's volleyball player. I just love when two legends connect.
0: Famous women's volleyball player. And then didn't she, like, wasn't she a model or something as well, kind of? I mean, yeah, she's very hot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's
1: very, it's very like, MTV Sports, like, 1999.
0: Yeah, she was. She she had a Daisy Fuentes vibe to me. We love Daisy Fuentes. <laughs> Simpler time with Fuentes. Yeah, Fuentes. I, think, I think San Diego, I mean, it really is not the best. But if you go to the right area, I mean, it's very similar to L.A. in that, the the areas that give it a bad reputation are are definitely there and you just have to find the right pocket of of chill rich people and you're good i'm glad you found that jason i'm sure carolyn's very happy fuck yeah man um, um yeah otherwise what what's going on in in la tell me <laughs> well me la scene report bro. Re-
1: reporting live from the gutter um not much bro i mean it's the same old on this side i had to return those nike 4% running shoes because it was causing me so much pain Damn. um yeah uh i went to Larchmont yesterday with friends of the show jeff hendrickson and eric elms for mm-hmm. a little lincoln build mm-hmm. um <laughs> And in a sad, sad thing that happened, they both enjoyed delicious looking sandwiches from Larchmont wine and cheese mm-hmm. while I had a, uh, chia seed pudding from Creation.
2: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: Which <laughs> they loved, uh, to, to, and I deserved every, everything I got for that, but, um, I, I still was, haven't
0: set foot in a creation yet but in down in Saint, san diego please believe there are many locations from creation of, aesthetically. of creation and of nectar creation
1: and nectar are both <laughs> cancer aesthetically but the offering is pretty good if you're healthy and in a pinch it's no juice press by by any mm-hmm. stretch of the imagination uh but it, it serves a purpose in a, in a pinch on larchmont where there's not many healthy options you know what i mean um, at
0: the airport or on Larchmont, it is what you got.
1: Exactly, it's it's one step below Earth Bar. Um,
0: and, but the, I, over on Larchmont, isn't there the um, Cafe Gratitude? Remember when everyone was all Gratitude Hive, and now I maybe, order, like, Nobody discusses Cafe Gratitude. I order
1: ca- I order Cafe Gratitude reads twice a week, probably.
0: Damn, like Postmates delivery to the crib
1: yeah to, to the telly baby i love it i love i love cafe gratitude i mean the vibe is is sinister when you're inside i mean it's like it's
0: i've always loved af i've always loved the vibe but the food is good
1: it's like i mean i'm not going crazy there but there's like a a bowl that's like kale and black beans and te- you know it's like simple and good Ooh, that sounds um
0: so good right now
1: it sounds sure
0: good. um
1: but uh Yes, but that's not on Larchmont, Larchmont. That's like a couple blocks off the, off the block. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? I need to be in the mix. Cause see, the thing about Larchmont, the reason it's, it's extra attractive to me is, is Go Get Em Tiger, which I don't really like that much. Mm-hmm. Um, ha- there are benches across the street. So you can actually sit and enjoy a coffee outside with friends, colleagues or relatives in mm-hmm. a socially distanced environment. Um, whereas beloved Maru on Hillhurst, mm-hmm. no seating, so, not even a so semblance and of So Tiger
0: seating. helps support your super spreader energy. Yes, they're a sponsor of my super spreader campaign. I mean, um, speaking of that, down in San Diego, that there's, there is no, there are no rules. Are people not wearing masks in San Diego? Definitely not wearing masks. Well, it depends on the area that you're in. Like the area that I'm in is like is is cuck rich people um and alicia keys but if you go down to pacific beach which is really like the huntington beach of of san diego it's like i mean it's 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 as it's as bad as it can get like the the video of the guy ripping his mask off because he was so pissed that he had to wear it <laughs> that that's san diego it's just a bunch of people like that except they don't have shoes on
1: I mean arguably cooler? I don't know. I think going shoeless lets people know how you feel whether
0: you have a mask on or not. The you amount know? of shoeless people walking around on the asphalt, the sidewalk, That's Cali vibes, bro. It's I know it's Cali vibes and I've grown up with it my whole life, but <laughs> in San Diego it is a full it's a it's a quadruple shot of of sh- shoeless bros walking barefoot, black Black heels oh. onto the uh, onto the asphalt, onto dirt, oh. onto the sidewalk and the gutters. Like it's fucking wild.
1: Well, I mean,
0: and this used to be <sighs> a thing that happened all the time, like back in the '70s, '60s, or whatever. It was shoes very normal.
1: Yeah, shoes are for losers. I I actually, you know, when I was in Malibu a couple of weeks, ago, well, I was on the PCH um, nice. after going to Erewhon Palisades. I did see. <laughs> A group of regular ass chicks, like project manager types, like
0: <laughs> walking. Damn every every every, every person <laughs> that is a project manager that listens to this show is right now is like, uh, they know uh, project management. Like That's walking
1: hard. walking on the sidewalk barefoot in bikinis, no no cover up, no t shirt, and I'm mm-hmm. just like, you need to respect yourself a little more. This is crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, i I'm, obviously the Palisades keep the sidewalks clean, but still, you never know.
1: You never know, bro. Well today actually Hunter, my trainer, I, we started at seven AM today, which is really tough, even yeah, though I'm so an early true. riser. Mm-hmm. But he was having me do some barefoot foot exercises to strengthen my ankles and I had to take my shoes off in a public park. Luckily we have a mat. Mm-hmm. But I'm I, I'm this is hitting close to home for me right now.
0: Yeah, I think doing doing a lot of exercises barefoot really increases that all those stability muscles that you're using to hold yourself up where the four percent Shoes would do that job for you.
1: I fuck the four percents. We're still we're still check over stride, but I had to send those things back. And then I texted my the friend Tom that's Bailey. That's
0: the that's the habanero salsa. You you thought you could handle the heat, but you I not handle it back.
1: I, I texted my friend Tom last night, the the proprietor, you know, co owner of District Vision, known distance runner. And I was like, mm-hmm. bro, I got the four percents. They really hurt my legs. Is it is it? Am I just a pussy? Wait, is that, said, did you just do a haiku? No, but it sounds like it. And then he said, yes, you were a pussy. And then we just <laughs> continued talking and we did not discuss the shoes anymore.
0: So I, so I guess. No I further guess, questions, Your Honor. Th- yes,
1: it was a very no further questions, Your Honor moment. So I guess I am, I am a pussy, but I'm okay with that because I can't risk injury. Uh, so but when, when this
0: known distance runner confirmed that you are in fact a pussy you couldn't have been that surprised to hear his answers. not surprised at all in fact it was more of a confirmation right, than a right, question right. answered you know what i'm saying that's right. how i would look at it you, you you would have to stop for a second if he said no
1: exactly that would be more troubling concerning and the question arising i think mm-hmm. um, uh, we do have a guest today tj lane um,
0: florscheim
1: Lane Florsheim is her name. She is a writer at the Wall Street Journal, and she is is manning up a series uh, about Monday morning routines that I quite like. Um, yeah, people, because, people be
0: loving routines, don't they?
1: Well, because I think it's 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 really a window Blind into people. how crazy <laughs> crazy people are. Uh, so or crazy everyone,
0: productive people, Chris. But I think they're lying, and that's what I want to ask her about.
1: But uh, people she, people she just did
0: a great story uh, profiling Patty Smith. It was one of the Monday things though. It's actually it's just that deep. Some sometimes the Monday thing is doing a little story on on somebody regs. And then somebody, you know, it's a Patty Smith where it gets a lot of buzz, especially in, in, your, Smith, in your who, circles of the New York uh, literary elite. Well,
1: Patty Smith also, I mean, now just Kids is like made fun of, which I yeah. also want to ask Lane about. But yeah, so you know, people like Patty Smith, um, L. Fanning, uh, Brunello Cuccinelli, uh, mm-hmm. OBJ. So I think it's just an interesting. It goes Pamela kind of Anderson. all across. Pamela Anderson. She also wrote a cool story about the new the, the startup revolution of the the uh, window AC unit. Which, as a New Yorker, is something that has needed disruption more than maybe any other industry I can think of.
0: Yeah. I, I, and I, was, I, was, I really thought that, like, damn, really nobody has made a, a truly wall, int- a window unit that does not look terrible in the Intriguing. history of. Yeah. I also Intriguing. am curious to ask her uh, if she has a login for wallstreetjournal.com <laughs> that I could borrow real quick just to hold. We should. I'm I'll, in between, I'll, you know. Uh, <laughs> I'm right, in between stimmy checks, change, baby. Let me get solutions right now. <laughs> let
1: me get a little, let me get, let me hold that log in just, just for the weekend, mm-hmm. you know? Um, all right, let's give her a call. Where the fuck are you? Are you a woman <laughs> of the woods right now?
3: <laughs> right now I am. Yeah. I'm, um, I'm in the Mount hood area in Oregon right now.
1: Are you reconnecting with your roots or just exploring this beautiful country?
3: You know, it's funny. Um, also, wait, sorry. Is this being recorded? are we yeah, starting okay <laughs> all right sorry so i'm sorry i'm new to this i've never potted
1: before um, Wait, this is your first pod it's my first pod this is the best entree to the genre let me just say that mm. without with with no ego i'm just saying it's
3: right objectively speaking you know how chris um, operates
0: with no ego that's kind of my thing
1: just really <laughs> egoless, kind of like you know all people are equal you know uh right. anyway so what's going on in the woods
3: Right. So, um, like back in May, my, one of my good friends and I planned this trip, um, for August when we thought that, like, surely the pandemic would be a bit more contained. Um, sure. and it's been, you know, a bit of the opposite. But what we've been doing is we drove out west from Chicago, Milwaukee. Um, and we've been doing Airbnbs and working remotely during the week and then camping in the national parks on the weekends. So it's been.
1: Damn.
3: Wow, we, we have
1: a real adventure bay on our hands here. Um,
0: I didn't know I riders made that much money, first of all, because that sounds pretty nice.
3: I mean, listen, Airbnbs <laughs> out west, you know, in the areas that we're staying in, which are pretty in the middle of nowhere, pretty mm-hmm. reasonably priced. Um, are, and we then, talking, you know- are
0: we talking sub 100 a night?
3: Um, per person, yeah.
0: Okay. Okay. How right. many people are in your quarantine group? Your
1: super spreader pod? <laughs>
3: it's just me and one other friend right now.
1: Okay, so it's a small group. So All everyone,
0: right. everyone else has perished, is what you're saying? <laughs> Much like the Oregon. Yes, tra- so yes. you are on the Oregon Rest Trail,
2: keys, <laughs> Yeah.
0: COVID is
1: dysentery. Yeah, dysentery.
0: Now, right? Novel <laughs> virus has been taken. My ox uh, fucking got COVID. Sorry.
1: That, that sounds. That sounds pretty fun. But like, what? Are you able to like concentrate and get your work done, or is it like is the outside calling you when you look
0: out the window? Chris, is is that your audio of an ambulance very loud? It's
3: it's my audio of an ambulance. Damn, I thought Um, you was in the woods. Yeah, you know this Airbnb is like actually just off a highway, so you get you know those beautiful nature sounds. Um, (laughs) No, I've been able to concentrate. Just fine. We had one Airbnb where the Wi-Fi was not as good, so that was a little bit frustrating for Zooms and whatnot. But I don't know. Deadlines are deadlines. And damn,
1: spoken like a true fucking pro. Deadlines are deadlines. Put it on my gravestone, baby. Much Uh-oh.
0: much like getting a fire started for supper, it's just got to get done. <laughs> yeah.
1: Exactly. Yeah. What are you guys? Yeah. Are you using? Are you using like a magnifying glass to start fires and stuff? Or like how <laughs> rustic are we going? Walk
0: us through your level of survivalist skill. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
3: I mean, I, I would say that camping on the weekends has like certainly been a, an adjustment for two women who have been living in New York for seven, eight years at this mm-hmm. point. Um,
1: well, hold on. Did you, did you grow up camping? Are you like an outdoors person?
3: <laughs> well, so something that I've been thinking about is um, <laughs> can you have imposter syndrome if you're actually an imposter? Because I led... Um, Camping trips for pre orientation in college for freshmen. And I was like, pretty, I was, I was certainly not qualified to do that. Um, mm-hmm. but I do, so I do have some background in this. Um, and we've kind of upgraded our setup from what I experienced in college, which was, really bare bones. Um, my number one tip to any city dweller who
1: <laughs> is thinking about, us. no, this, no,
3: no, no, This, this is video. the only like,
1: city dwellers. I hope. Yeah.
3: If you're ever thinking about getting a camping, my number one recommendation is the camping cot. It's, um, $50. It's like the best $50 I've ever spent. And it's Damn, just... is
0: this the strategist right now? <laughs> yeah, wait,
1: hold on. Why are you stealing my swag? So you're saying that this it prevents you from sleeping on the ground.
3: Exactly, exactly. It's like the bed version of a camping chair. And now, it's
0: good for selfies as well. Is that true?
3: <laughs> I, I haven't experimented with that yet. If you
0: want to post some chillax content.
1: Yeah. yeah if you want to show people how cool and chill the woods are. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, I feel like people can spend quite a lot of money on cool camping gear so did you splash out on any snow peak titanium mugs or anything or are you keeping it pretty (laughs) rei pretty REI, we actually uh i
0: I like that in this scenario rei is for poor people no i don't
3: think that
1: i I just you know there's levels to everything guys
0: Mm, that's true
3: No, um, we, we were, we were kind of, we were doing our research and we were thinking about investing in a tent. And then I found one in my parents' basement, um, that is like two decades old. It was purchased for my brother's, um, sixth birthday and he's now 27. Um, and it's like this huge, you got a
0: SpongeBob tent? (laughs) No,
3: it's, it's this huge LL bean, uh, kind of messy smelling. It's, um, it's like a six-person tent, and it's really, really tall, um, which is good for the cots. So,
1: I feel like you've got Sick. this you, – honestly, the way you're talking about this with such casual confidence, I think I would let you lead me into the woods, honestly. I think it's fine. Yeah. I think you've, I think you've regained you, – you, you could gain the trust of college students in 2020 the way you did – the way you captured their imaginations previously.
3: I think I could be a wilderness leader for city dwellers.
1: <laughs> that I mean, I think that's a low bar, but I I agree with you. I I'm, not, that, I'm
3: not aiming high. I I feel good about it. I mean, we have we have a rug that we put in the tent. We have. Twinkly lights? like Wow. That, I
0: think we're talking Jason. Twinkly I lights?
1: I think we're talking about Jason's favorite thing, which is glamping. I think you just, with the lights yeah. and, the, and, the, and yeah.
0: the I know somebody who made the best twinkly lights of all. His name's Jesus Christ. Well, why don't you look up into the sky when you're camping and see the greatest light show ever created by man?
1: That's right. The Big yeah. Dipper was no mistake. Um, that is...
0: And it also, Lane, it is Virgo season, and as you know, right? Oh, I know. Has Virgo season hit the woods of Oregon yet, or is it kind of a slow rollout? No, I'm, I'm feeling
1: it. Okay. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> it's not just because you're on the phone getting, getting unfortunate amounts of conversation from two virgo kings but
3: uh, no i mean it's an honor when are the big <laughs> days
1: that's that's true <laughs> uh have you guys but have you stopped in cities too like are the airbnbs in cities usually and then you go to the woods for the weekend
3: you know they're outside of cities for the most part we stopped in portland on our way here um I'm trying Did to join think. the
1: resistance or just check it out and have like a vegan bowl
3: uh, yeah, literally the latter Two we got like go. up from a Thai place um it was delicious but it, it's such cute houses in Portland
0: um mm, not anymore <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> no I, I I can I can report and confirm that <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez, yeah, I just the ones
0: my that mom. aren't on fire look pretty I actually cute. have
1: I've never been to Portland do you think I would like it as a person fuck to no I, I
3: mean, Chris, I don't know you well enough to like start recommending. Actually, Lane,
0: I, that is that, that makes me wonder what what do you know about Chris Black? How much do you know about him? How well versed are you on the Book of Black? Uh,
3: I mean, where where do I
2: begin?
0: <laughs> you know, if I were to get, if you know if, if if I were to give you a a test, a pop quiz, hot shot on Chris Black, where do you think what what would you get? B minus, C plus.
3: Um, should we try?
0: I can't think of anything right now. You're, not, you're, not, you're not ready to administer <laughs> this said. test. I will. I, yeah, I can't just pop it out of my ass like that. I need time.
1: Well, we were ta- we were discussing your um, career uh, in our little intro, and Ooh. I'm a big fan of the. I mean, part of the reason we asked you to be on the show is because I'm a big fan of the Monday Morning.
3: Oh, uh, thank you so much
1: series that you do because I think that we are obsessed as a culture with like routines and like efficiency. At all of this, this stuff that we hear from these CEOs and, and right. you know, people of, in power, people that we look to. Um, well,
3: Chris, I do think that our first interaction on Twitter was that I had tweeted the interview that I did with Jeffrey Katzenberg, and you quote tweeted it and said something about how much you hate articles that glorify CEOs who wake up at two or three a.m. etc. And then, <laughs> and then, and then for the rest of the day, yes. I just had um, men. Yelling at me in my mentions, and I was like, "I don't know if you're angry at me or if you're just angry." Or I, no.
0: Lane, I- Lane, we're gonna get along just fine, sweetie. I can tell <laughs> already. As a, as
1: a member, look, as a member of of you know Hollywood, uh, we we don't. <laughs> love- we don't love Katzenberg, you know what I mean. So it's a little bit. It has nothing to do with you, and everything to do with Jeffrey and his boat. We do. Um, not,
0: we do not stand Jeff Big Cat Katzenberg on this podcast.
1: <laughs> yeah, we none of my homies fuck with Quibby, as you can probably imagine. So mm. I, but I don't think. Do you think when people like that really say they get up at three a.m. and do all that shit? Do you believe them? Are they that psycho, or do you think they're embellishing a little bit for their for their own mystique?
3: I think in the case of Jeffrey Katzenberg, like, I absolutely believe him. I mean, he was having three breakfast meetings a morning before the pandemic hit. So.
1: God, that is Man, cool.
0: I'm having three breakfast burritos. Does <laughs> you. <laughs> like, when you hear something
1: like that, though, see, I think it affects people in different ways, right? I think some right. people are like, fuck that. Who cares? And other people are like, why can't I do that? Why can't I be that? You know, why can't I be that on top of my shit? I think I fall somewhere in the middle. So where do you fall?
3: Well, I absolutely don't aspire to wake up at 2 a.m. <laughs> or 3 a.m. I like I aspire to hit doze or snooze to, in order to doze like less doze. than nine times in a morning. You hit the snooze button so you can doze.
0: Right, right. right. Sorry, I was like doze. Like, do you have a Samsung phone? I don't know if they have a doze feature. Is, is, mm, if it's different on I there, see. Android,
1: Android's different. No, but I misspoke. I, Jason and I both get up early, um, and we even we sometimes Jason and I communicate about this this podcast at 6 a.m.
3: Yeah. Well, tell me about your Monday morning.
0: Well, um, see, that's what—that's
1: the other yes. thing. Why Monday? She's fallen
0: all, into your trap, Chris.
1: <laughs> no, all mornings are the same. No, unless this is in print, we don't care. All, all, <laughs> all mornings are the same to me because I think mm. because I work for myself, it, it kind of runs together in a way where right. like, I, I don't really have anywhere to go. But and and,
0: and your sobriety probably plays into that because there's no like oh well I was hungover yesterday so this changed my life drastically you know your your Groundhog's Day in, in sober life.
1: I'm very much a, a proponent of all days are the same, um, oh. whether 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 I'm right or wrong. As well I get as
0: up- no days off,
1: no days off. Also, yeah. I mean, I I the main part of any routine is is exercise. I would say, um, and, and coffee. I don't know what else goes into a routine really, Jason. That's your routine.
0: Well, I mean, yeah, exercise and coffee, but also you know some maybe some writing, maybe some email checking, maybe some gardening. You know, whatever people have to do you know obviously swimming laps in the pool etc cetera, etc cetera.
1: like Patty smith waking up at seven o'clock that's really reasonable i agree considering you know what I how mean? old that's, she is yeah that's cool and like normal it, you know what i mean i was like her her whole thing was pretty normal to me in, in an approachable way where I, think I, I
3: really liked hers I, I found it like i don't know i hate using the word inspiring but i found it kind of inspiring i i like the idea of having like three hours that you devote to like Reading, research, and writing, even if you don't necessarily, like, crank out thousands of words.
1: Yeah, the pressure to crank out thousands of words, you know, something I don't succumb to either uh, because I don't think it's possible um, for me. But writers love to talk about the pains of writing. That's one of the biggest Twitter tropes, you know. I sat in the computer all day. I didn't get any words out. Uh, you know, I get it, guys. I know it's a hard job. You're, you're, you're literally, you know, it, it's not manual labor. I can't feel that bad for you. Um, but, I mean, you're
3: a writer, are you not? No.
1: Yeah, but like a fake one. Like, I got it. I'm not, I'm not like working on a novel. You know what I mean? Are mm. you? Are do you have? I'm a glad that
0: you were project? talking about imposter syndrome earlier, Lane, because it sounds like we got one right here, don't we?
1: I just, there's two things that I respect. Writing and photography are two things that I respect too much to every, I can dabble for the rest of my life, but I would Mm. never claim allegiance. It's not fair to the people that have dedicated their lives to it. You know, Yeah. do you want to write a book?
3: Um, you know, I actually, (laughs) I took this catapult class, um, catapult Catapult is, um, both an independent publisher and then they also have all these writing classes, um, Well, they've always been a combination of in-person and online. And so I think they, they were ready for this pandemic, I guess, um, in the full switch to online, but I actually took an online class. Um, I think last fall, I mean, time is really weird right now, but it was called 40,000 words in what was it called? 40,000 words. And it wasn't four weeks, 40,000 words in 40 days. Um, that's what it was. And the idea was to like Hmm. crank out a novel, um, for people who just didn't have a lot of time like the class met nine thirty to 11 on Tuesday nights I think um really Damn, that's
1: late as fuck you're getting out of class at 11 p.m
3: well you're in the comfort of your living room
1: okay fair okay good point continue yeah. sorry
3: yeah so I don't I, I've always um I've always like dabbled in fiction outside of work I guess and so I was like I, I want to do this and I want to try to crank out a novel and I did and then I did the you know like the, the the drawer treatment, except I don't have any free drawers. So I put the manuscript (laughs) under my bed um, and I took it out a couple months later and I was like, this is so bad.
1: Um, Come on. Was it actually that bad? Was it like unreadable or you were just a little embarrassed?
3: Somewhere in between on that spectrum, I would say. I mean, I, I read, I can't remember if it was like a quote or a tweet or something, but someone probably tweeted about how you should never, write creatively to process your own mm. I mean trauma is too strong a word for what I was doing but I was like oh I was writing this to process kind of like my first year in New York and coming to New York and no one should ever have to read that uh, so that's kind of <laughs> where I landed but with was that it, first attempt
1: was it cathartic to get it out though like did you feel better just having done it like, a, from an accomplishment standpoint?
3: Yeah, absolutely. And it's nice to know, like, I am capable of writing a short novel in a pretty short amount of time. I don't
1: know. I'm impressed. So, Jason put me on to morning pages. Are you familiar with that practice?
3: I'm not. Well, is it just writing pages in the morning?
1: Well, you know, don't, yes. don't simplify that. <laughs> it's, yeah, exactly. She the cracked ideas, the code. The,
3: the, Is it the artist's
1: yeah, way? Yeah, exactly. It's the yeah. artist's way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I am. And I, I can't do that all the time, but I found it very helpful when I was when I was going through something difficult, and um, I wish I could do it all the time, but I just don't have the
0: discipline for it. Mm. I just don't have the discipline. That Twitter for it. just starts calling. I mean, you <laughs> exactly. really, you really have to make sure that you don't look at your phone, your Instagram, your Twitter, any of that, mm. your emails, because as soon as you do that, as soon as it gets its claws into you in the morning. You're you're pretty helpless. Yeah. So that that's, what's your, that's that's how I, I got to do it. Lane, what's your screen time looking like? Like how
1: bad? How much are we on the phone? How much are we on the computer? Are you as bad as we are?
3: How bad are you?
1: Very bad.
0: I'm I'm, I'm, I'm at around four hours a day. I'm looking at eight.
2: <laughs> eight. <laughs> eight
1: <nine> hours. Eight. <laughs> That's not a, including computer, but sometimes, because I'm a real one, I'm doing both. I'm toggling mm. you know, I'm toggling between uh, the, the MacBook Damn. Air and... Do you use and,
0: the cloud to do that?
1: No, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but, you should but look into you, the cloud. Are you a heavy phone user or are you able to disconnect? I feel like you're in the woods, so you might be able to disconnect.
3: Right. I'm fluctuating wildly right now. Um, I had a screen time a couple weeks ago that I was just so proud of, which was 22 minutes, minutes a week. Um, what the but, fuck? <laughs> but I'm that's back to crazy. my, like, well, I, I didn't have service for like,
1: okay, there we go. Thank days you for, or something Thank you for leveling like, actually I didn't have the internet. So that my screen time was really down.
3: Right. Well, <laughs> 22. I don't know. That's impressive. That's back to like my usual two to four. I would say
1: two to four is really good. Though. That's, that, very that's good. like, that's as low as I could, uh, I could imagine. I, I yeah. don't, um, I don't, you know, I'm really anti digital detox. Like, I just don't really know what I would do with myself, um, which is bad, but honest. Uh, Now, does your setting is your setting affecting your your like the the pull to be on the computer? Do you feel yourself like detaching naturally?
3: Well, you know, I'm actually kind of on, you know, speaking of Monday morning and routine, I think I'm on kind of like the most aspirational schedule I've ever been on right now because I'm still on East Coast time. So I'm waking up at like f- between 5.15 and 6.30. And then my work day is from seven to three. And I'm very much just on my computer like normal. Um, yeah, during the work day, but then it's, you know, kind of over around three or four. So I am able to just
0: start smoking weed. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that is cool. Uh, are you are I, you a, are you a weed smoker yourself?
3: No, weed um I mean, I feel like when you're out here from New York, you have to go to the dispensaries as like, you mm-hmm. know, cultural anthropological a
0: rite of passage. Even just for something yeah. to do that afternoon. Exactly. Exactly. You um,
2: could,
3: but I I, get, I I I like um like having half a gummy before i go to bed i think Mm. it's a really nice sleep aid
1: very conservative of you i appreciate that measured response (laughs) jason's out here jason's out here gone off the pre-rolls so he's he's not the guy to talk to
0: big ones (laughs) Uh.
1: big doinks um
3: where where do you where do you you're both in la right
1: I'm, I am in LA. Uh, we're both I LA live, people. Yeah. I live in New York though. Uh, so I am also on, I am also living that East Coast, um, time, West Coast life. Mm. And I, I love, I feel that it's making me feel like Katzenberg without the, money. yeah, right. And, and <laughs> thankfully more hair. Uh, but, uh, but I, I just, yeah. I, I, well, hey, look, it's shaped it's <laughs> by choice, okay. Also, I'm backlit. Don't judge me on backlit. That's not fair, okay.
3: No, no, I appreciate you joining me for this uh, visual it's video FaceTime experience. Yeah, but
1: I, I, I do think that the, uh, the, the time outside of the city. Because were you there for most of the, the pandemic?
3: You know, actually, no. I was in my parents. I was at my parents' house uh, in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, for four and a half months, from like March until the Ooh, end of July. Oh.
1: So. I bet it was time to fucking go. <laughs> no shots, no shots, Mister and Miss. But I mean, that's a long. Time.
3: Well, I mean, like I said, we planned this trip in May. So.
1: Shit. Well, I think we need to talk about your first year year in New York because it sounds like it was really something for you. So.
2: I don't know if we do need to talk. About <laughs> <that>. <laughs>
1: Did you come straight from Wisconsin, or where'd you go to school?
3: No, I, um, I went to Tufts. Um, so I was in Boston area for four years, and the then the trauma
1: of living in Boston would would I would have to write a whole <laughs> novel about that. Probably,
3: <laughs> I liked Boston for college. Um,
0: Boston trauma sounds like a, a medical TV show. It
1: does. Well, Boston for college is the only reason anybody ever lives there. So mm-hmm. I guess you would like it because you're surrounded by
0: unless your, you like beating up community.
1: minorities. That's another popular thing in Boston. But I feel like, I feel like going to school there is good because everybody your age, everybody's in school at the same time, right?
3: No, totally. Like my best friend from high school went to BC. So I would like go and watch football games and sports there. And you know, that was, you know, that wasn't a really Tufts thing. Um, mm.
1: Tufts is, and, and I don't mean to point fingers, but it's a little nerdy, right?
3: Sure. Yeah. Yeah, known, known for known for like the international relations um, undergraduate degree in graduate school so I think that's fair
1: that, I, yeah I'm, I, okay well thank you for involved with me on that uh, yeah. are, are you and you came to New York to write or did you have another career path
3: you know I did come to New York to write I think I I again I had an interesting start um in in that career path, which was I had interned at Glamour the summer before um, when I was still a college student. And my like best mentor friend, Meredith, from Glamour said, I'm leaving Glamour. I'm, I'm going to this new site. Um, it doesn't even have a name yet. But come with me. Join for the summer. Write about like politics and current events um, while you look for a job. Um, and that unnamed site was Bustle. So that was
1: Big Bustle Digital Group.
3: Yeah, that was. I mean, but that's when they were in like their little Williamsburg townhouse. It was. I mean, it was such a roller coaster as sort of like a first fellowship slash
1: job. Do you have any Brian stories that you want to share on the pod? Um,
0: who's Brian, Chris? (laughs) For those of us who might not know,
1: Brian is the eccentric proprietor of Bustle Digital Group, and Bustle Digital Group has is basically buying buying websites and magazines right lane like, there's no other way to put it they bought right w. i
3: mean they just bought w or they like bought, partially
1: yeah, they they partnered with with sarah and a mm. group sarah put together to buy w and create like a new media venture with that but but he owns Zoe report which is my favorite of the of the portfolio obviously yeah um, i think
3: nylon's my favorite of the
1: portfolio yeah. do you think i could see i think nylon actually could come back
3: yeah. No, I mean I say that because I, it was the magazine that I just loved so much um in high school in addition to Jane and
1: yeah, We're big so. we're big Corey Candy fans on this podcast as well. Mm. And, and nylon, no one's putting Corey Candy on the cover except nylon and it's prime.
0: Yeah. Maybe paper.
1: Yeah, maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe paper. So did you so you worked at Bustle Digital Group when it was what exactly? Like what were they doing?
0: Well, I mean it was
3: it was um it was just an interesting first experience because I, when I started, the site was in beta. No one was reading it. I would occasionally uh-huh. send articles I was proud of to my friends and family. And then, and then I can't remember what the exact order was, but then there was both that New Yorker, that huge New Yorker story, um, by Lizzie Wiedekom. And then there was Brian's announcement of Bustle where he said, You know, I'm paraphrasing, but he said something along the lines of, like, for the first time, women will be able to read about, you know, mascara and eyeliner next to, you know, great political coverage. And that really, you know, set the Internet on fire that day.
1: Yeah, that's not the best.
3: Yeah. So I went from, like, it it went from, like, total obscurity to just, like, you know, it was the topic of the day a couple times on Twitter. And, you know. I was just kind of sitting there being like, I'm never going to break through in media. No one will take me seriously. Um, And then after that, I went to um, Chris Hughes's New Republic for a year as like a production assistant and office manager. So those were just interesting back-to-back experiences.
1: Well, the New Republic is quite serious, I would imagine.
3: Yeah. Well, yeah, right.
0: Yes. Speaking of quite serious lane, um, being uh, being a journalist now in, in twenty twenty, how does it feel to know that like people out there can contact you, send you emails, find out where you might live, you know, get your information if you've written something that might piss somebody off?
3: Um, I mean, I get just such lovely reader emails. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't even think. I
1: mean, I I, I know you, you you write all co- about kinds of subjects but what do you see the most um unfortunate feedback on
3: i think just my monday morning subjects i they really annoys people sometimes when we choose to highlight certain people but um i also do genuinely get like actually lovely emails mm-hmm. from readers too but you know the ratio
1: is i feel like it's it's a scary time honestly i have so many friends that have gotten doxxed you know for like yeah I'm sure you saw the story about the the woman who wrote the pitch for Taylor Swift review, and she got doxxed for giving her an eight, which is which is amazing. And like it, it is funny, but like it was like her parents' address and shit.
2: Oh god,
3: it is a little
0: dark yeah. because if it, you know, I, I see no reason why it won't keep progressing to be more and more extreme, to where right. something worse than a dox would happen to somebody for just writing a an 8.0 review about an album. <laughs> Just don't,
1: if you don't do don't do a Monday morning on Nicki Minaj and you should, right. be, you should be safe. I don't know if she was now, do you guys, you know, like Supreme, which I'm sure you're familiar with, you know, they always, they, they, they kind of do these photographs, put them on t-shirts of different people. And I know that they keep like a running list of, of like a, a working list that everybody adds to and takes away from. So like, that's why you're going to see, Cat Williams, Mob Deep, Lady Gaga, you know, it's a very, it's a wide range. Do you guys keep like a running list for the Monday morning or is it like whoever comes to, you, whoever comes to your mind and you just work to get in touch with them?
3: You know, it's such a mix. I come up with, with pitch lists. I get pitched people. Um, and then it can also just be like a really good offer if someone's being pitched to us in a general way where yeah. it's not necessarily a fit. So. But how have, there, have, there,
0: have there been any people that you really wanted to get on? But Wall Street Journal was like, no, bro, we can't do it.
3: know. I mean, <laughs> it's just
0: <laughs> they're pretty reasonable,
1: I'm sure. I mean, I, I don't think you're I, I would love for you to come with a left field. But I mean, Christine from Selling Sunset has said yes, or she said no. <laughs> or where do we stand on that?
2: One? <laughs> I've got
3: to watch that show. I haven't seen it. What um, do you mean You
1: haven't seen it.
3: I, I mean I one thing I really dropped off on during this trip is I'm just not watching T V or movies right now. Um gotta come back not to I mean, even, I'm going, Not
0: even from the Criterion Collection.
3: <laughs> you know, I am a member. I, I'm excited about my membership, <laughs> oh, but no, God. not even from the Criterion Collection.
1: <laughs> I, I look selling sunset is absolutely garbage. Um but that's what makes it so special. But I don't know why exactly Well, I mean,
3: you're talking to like a major Love Island fan, so I don't I don't need the highbrow.
1: I have to say, Love Island's surprising from you. I was not expecting that. Why? I don't know. You just don't you you seem like smarter a person than smarter than that. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> that, let me. I could have I could have beat her on the bush, but you seem a little like we seem dumb. So when we tell you what we like, it's not surprising to you. Um but I love reality TV, and I grew up with it. But oh. Love Island, what is so? Why is Love Island so fascinating? Are you a, an Anglophile as well?
3: No, I wouldn't say that. Um, I
2: well, I- <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: we all like to we all like to laugh and make fun of different people of all different types and you know love island really hits for a lot of people i know
3: no i get it. i i um really really got into i think it was season five was just an amazing mix of personalities um and i still follow i love following um the couple molly may and tommy from that season because they're just i i could really go down a rabbit hole you Heidi.
1: Yeah, I want to hear more. What you what do you mean follow them like on social media?
3: On social media and their relationship and I mean they <laughs> I tried to when I was home in Wisconsin I tried to show my family this YouTube video because I thought it was just like funny and dark but they um they adopted this dog from Russia and the dog ended up dying within days and their fans were so mad at them, I think for, or I don't know if it was their fans or like animal rights people for adopting a specialized kind of dog from Russia instead of, you know, getting a shelter dog. And sure. then the dog died. I mean, it was, just, you know, it was one of those like now <laughs> classic, um, <laughs> YouTube social media pylons. Um, ons so and this- they,
1: this couple has a popular YouTube channel as well as Instagram, is what you're saying. I
3: think they've done really well with their Love Island fame, from <laughs> what I can tell.
1: You know, I think from a career standpoint, they've done a great job, really, you know? <laughs>
3: Absolutely. Um, no, but, I mean, just talking about the show generally, I think that I like it because, I mean, I've never gotten into The Bachelor because the concept, and, and I'm sure I would if I watched it now, but the concept of, like, 20-plus women or men vying for one person doesn't seem realistic to me not that love island necessarily seems realistic to me but i, <laughs> I like say. <laughs> i like that it's people pairing up and sort of like choosing each like each other and yeah
1: no it does feel i agree that it feels more natural than than the bachelor but the bachelor i, I lost interest in stuff like that too i can't really watch that anymore it right like, it's, it's just it's kind of boring um but you know 20 people vying for someone's love is that was something that was more realistic of jason's 20s um so he can he can relate a little more than we can maybe mm. no, no
0: no 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 they vie for me baby yeah,
1: they vie for me but i think i feel like the bachelor is is losing steam i i feel like it's it's not is i feel like bachelor nation is waning and there's other things mm. people want to be why watch- there's too much reality tv you know there, there is... TV. but did you grow up did you watch the real world and stuff like that growing up
3: you know i actually grew up without cable so i TV has been kind of a whole new world to me Hold since on, are college. Did you
0: grow up without cable for a cool reason or a not so cool reason?
3: Um, You know, just not wanting to watch too much TV and commercials, I think, was my parents. thinking, you, but par- it wasn't.
1: So it are is a cool parents, reason. Are your parents like Bernie, like college educators maybe? Are they what? Are they like Bernie supporting maybe like professors? No. <laughs> They're not. Okay. I, just, I was just a guess. I was just a guess. No. I don't know. If, my parents didn't sit me in front of the TV, but we were allowed to watch it. Like, mm. you know what I mean? It wasn't like a babysitter, which I think right. some people were in that era.
3: No, and I mean, we definitely watched movies and whatnot growing up, but we were never big TV family.
1: So you didn't get TV to what? You were like in college? Like, really? Like? <laughs>
3: well, I actually, I sort of discovered, um, like TV streaming on my laptop in high school, and I would just sit in the basement when I was, sensibly doing homework, watching like Heroes and Lost. And those
0: were wow, my introductions. What an, era, to. what an era
1: of TV. I totally right. forgot about Lost.
0: I yeah. didn't watch.
1: Did you watch that, Jason?
0: Negative. Same, bro.
1: I did <laughs> not watch that, but that was a hit. Who was on Heroes? Oh, it was was it Milo and and Hayden Pantier? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. What? A, whoa.
0: Speaking I of told- TV back then, Lane, your your name kind of reminds me of like a Mad Men character. Could you walk? Well, me there through was one named name? Lane. There was. Yeah, but not the same last name. But I mean, your you haven't you. I wouldn't say a peculiar name, but it's a little. <laughs> it's intriguing me. Do you have any? Uh, Thank you. Information on it
2: sure
3: um my parents names are jennifer and tom and they bought a big book of unique baby names and Mm. that's how they found my name my brother's name is forrest uh with two r's uh and that's crazy he was born um like before forrest gump came out but shortly before so everyone sort of thought he was named after forrest gump which is not the case um and then my Mm. sister's name is grace so you know, slightly less unique, but that's
0: it's a cool name. I, I don't know if I know any female uh, female lanes. Yeah, I don't.
3: Yeah,
0: I don't think
1: I do either. Actually, no. Now that you say that,
0: so Lane, do you do you have a personal fascination with routines yourself, or is it something that you just kind of fell into when you were writing these stories?
2: Um,
3: I I would say I, I more fell into it. i I've, I've always enjoyed reading other routine columns. I think they can be you know, kind of weirdly fascinating. And I also think, uh, I don't definitely, I would not want to say like, we got lucky with the pandemic, but I think a Monday morning routine column was always something that was well designed for journal readers. I mean, I, you know, I work at the magazine, but all of our stuff is on the wall street journals website. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that always made sense, but, I think that just with the pandemic happening and everyone's routine shifting so much, I think maybe people have been a bit more real, a bit more vulnerable in the column. And I think, I don't know, it's just, it's more...
0: And maybe a bit more interested in even writing, agreeing to do it in the first place.
3: Totally. Yeah,
1: 100%. Are you doing it via FaceTime? Are you doing all the phone? Were you doing it in person pre-COVID?
3: Um, I did one or two in person pre COVID. I would say they're like ninety eight percent just phone interviews. Graydon Carter wanted to do a zoom. Um, so that was lovely. How did his hair look? So good.
1: God, my kid very
3: puppy. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Our, did he, who did you do who did you do in person?
0: Did he talk about being on the Epstein flights at all during that? <laughs> he
3: didn't. Yeah, that was that was that was one of the first things we talked about.
1: Um, Monday morning you get on Epstein's plane. Where my, do we go from there? My little <laughs> routine. Who, yeah, who did you see in person? Who did you do it with in person?
3: Um I interviewed Elise from Goop in person.
1: Former guest of this podcast.
3: Oh, no way.
1: Yes, friend of the show. Believe it yeah. or not.
3: No, she's lovely. Um, I'm trying to think that might've actually been the only in-person one. we only, it launched in January. So we only got six or something. Oh, you know what? Tina Knowles Larson was also in person.
1: Damn. You met Miss Tina? I did. I did. Shit. That's big. Where were you? We
3: were at, um, oh man, I'm completely blanking on the real official name of this conference, but we were at, uh, maybe it was a slow factory sustainability and fashion conference. So that's where.
1: Oh, so you didn't get to go to the crib or anything in Houston? Okay, I didn't no, know, no, so no. I was, I was thinking maybe. You
3: know. No, they didn't. They didn't fly me down. Um, to yeah, they didn't fly me for, our, for our
1: conferences.
3: Column.
1: <laughs> but, I think conferences are. I think conferences. We saw the boom. Now I don't know if it'll ever come back.
0: I think it absolutely will. I think conferences were just getting started. Really? Yeah. People love people who aren't cool or have or who don't have access to things. they they will happily pay money to have that.
1: I've I do not think I've ever actually been to one though, now that I think about it.
0: Well, you're gonna to have to go to ComplexCon virtually this year. That's true. That's gonna
1: change the experience. I did I, I take that back. I went to the Goop Confer- I went to Goop Con.
3: Oh, in Goop Health?
1: I went to in- Goop, Health, <laughs> in Goop Health and I wrote Wait, about it. Wait, that's what
0: it was called?
1: Yeah, and it was yeah. honestly no no exaggeration. It was incredible. <laughs> it was so fun. And I I I what, did you, what did you do? Well I've talked about this a lot, but there's three main categories. Um, I saw Gwyneth Paltrow, um, Mm -hmm. my queen, IRL, and she looked incredible.
0: When you said saw, does that just mean like from across the room?
1: Um, She addressed the attendees, and I was, (laughs) I'm not exaggerating where I think my friend and I were the only straight males there. So I think we did stand out in a way that was maybe negative, you know? I don't know. In a way
0: that made you think that you might have a chance with Gwyneth Paltrow?
1: (laughs) I mean, I'm never going to say I don't have a chance with her. You know what I mean? But, but yeah, you have to keep a positive attitude. But
3: was this 2019?
1: No, this was 2018. I think my my friend um made vegan ice cream for her for the Mm. for the conference, so he got us passes, and then I was like, let me write about it, and then I got a B12 shot in my ass in the Mm. middle. You have to pull your pants down in the middle of the thing, um,
0: like a Barney's warehouse sale.
1: Exactly, like a exactly. It was yeah. I was trying on some Comme des Garcons pants at the Barney's warehouse sale, and there's no
0: time for a room.
1: I got a facial massage, which mm. I don't know if you've done that before, but highly recommended. It was incredible. Have you done that? that sounds before?
3: nice. No, I've I don't only think
1: had so. that on ecstasy. <laughs> yeah, yeah <no. laughs> Asking your friend to do it with water doesn't it count. It but hits, basically, <laughs> I guess they opened a bunch of them now, but it's called Face Gym.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: which i think is a horrible face gym. it sounds really scary
1: i don't look i'm it sounds I like ol- a sex move i guess it you guys sound- are more
3: like in the gyms than i go on sorry
0: I, I, thank, you. I, thank you
1: yeah thank you for <laughs> noticing um it was really fun and i think that it was on her power over those women was insane to watch right. it was truly cult-like shit
3: well, I, I went the following year and, and also wrote about it. And that is kind of the conclusion that I came to. Like the price that you pay for that conference is like to have sort of access to Gwyneth, who is just like walking around and getting her ear pierced with apple. And,
1: <laughs> you Wait. know, she, she's there. She's hanging. There's two people that I've seen in my life that really were like, wow, I can't, but like, Truly that celebrity glow that you hear about that mm. is, like, so mythical.
3: See, I and think so many of them have it. Go Paris, on. Who are Paris your Hilton? two?
1: Paris Hilton in 2007. It was incredible. I've never mm. seen anything like it. And Gwyneth Paltrow.
3: Blonde like, queens.
1: And actually, you know what? We did TRL. I used to manage a band, and we did TRL. And um, what's her name? Ryan Gosling's wife.
3: Oh. Eva?
1: Eva Mendez. Was incre- she looked insane. <laughs> it was incre- like It was incredible and she spoke to us too which i think went Chris, pretty any far.
0: dudes in this list or is it Hell all no, is it dude, all just all blonde women
1: even Mendez isn't blonde first of all okay um, okay sorry and no this. men don't men don't glow maybe maybe brad pitt does i've never met brad pitt
0: men glow men be glowing one time i saw prince at soho house oh baby <laughs> <laughs>
1: that may... i mean I, I who is who are your Rest top celebrity glowers, Lane? If you're going to question mine,
3: no, I just mean I. I don't know. I, I think <laughs> most celebrities. Glowers. I think I think I think you like celebs. Many... Name
0: five that glow. <laughs> oh, you,
1: oh, you really like celebs? I'm going to name five that really glow. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I mean, I think most of them have like some sort of like maybe not literally glowing, but I think many of the ones that I have met have just sort of this presence that is different yeah. from us mortals, you know?
0: I think that's called I'm, arrogance. Yeah, yeah. It's
1: and I fucking arrogance love and it. Call
3: it what you want, yeah.
1: <laughs> I mean, but I also think there's something to be said, like, you know, when I met disgraced former president Bill Clinton <laughs> um, mm. with Jason, actually, and there's an incredible iconic photo of me with Bill Clinton outside of ABCV. But mm-hmm. Bill Clinton, that you motherfucker looked like a corpse, but he was yeah. so, he was very... He was very, a swaggy corpse. Swaggy corpse, exactly. He was very his his the persona was bigger than his his aging body. Yeah, Um, and I do think that that is something you have to cultivate. But also, I think (laughs) celebrities and you probably know this from interviewing them. They they know what they're doing. They have they know the power they wield,
0: right? And they know know, how to use it or abuse it. Unfortunately, right? Well, they want
1: you to feel. You know, if they want to charm you,
0: in most cases, I feel like they can. Totally. Yeah, trying the pants right off of you. Yeah, no,
3: <laughs> I think I think my favorite celebrity sighting, so not you know, kind of in that old older men category, uh, maybe <laughs> of all time was Sir Anthony Hopkins. I'm such a fan. What? Of him. Oh, that's
1: a good one. That's yeah. very, Where were you?
3: Um, I <laughs> I was on my way to meet meet my parents at uh, the Crosby Street Hotel, like whatever that restaurant lounge yeah. kind of is, and my mom was like, "Hurry up." Sir Anthony is here.
1: <laughs> well, that hotel is that hotel is very popular with British celebrities.
3: Mm, I didn't know that.
1: Yeah, I, I used to hang out there sometimes. it's a black it a tip. Lot of, yeah, it's a it's a it's a Chris Black Soho tip. Um, <laughs> so that's that's all I can think of off the top of my head. But that's that's a pretty good one.
0: Lay- old- um, you were you were talking about your very small screen time. What? Um, you know, I, I like to stare at the screen. Usually, you know, with with ang- anxiety or procrastination or whatever. Do you uh, do you find yourself having new solutions for for when you're anxious out there in the woods?
3: You know, I, I have been so much less anxious out here in the woods. I think that I think that.
0: Um, How long did it take? The woods... To kind of shake It that. was pretty
3: instantaneous. I mean, I think there's science behind it. I actually yeah. I read an article about forest bathing earlier this year, and I think there's like something on, hold about hold on,
1: hold on, hold on. Forest bathing. Can you define the term, forest please? Forest
3: bathing. Um, it really just means like getting into nature. I mean, at various levels. I there are okay. there's no there's no water or actual like tubs involved <laughs>
2: in right, forest right, right, bathing.
3: Right. Um, I mean, I think sometimes I think sometimes for the more serious, it can involve sort of. Um, like gravitating towards a specific tree and kind of like forming a bond with that tree.
2: Mm. Um, damn.
3: Yeah. But I think That's in a more casual, in a more casual sense, it can mean just being in nature and nature yeah. walks, um, et cetera. But I think there's some, I mean, I, I do not want to make any scientific claims, but I think there is science. <laughs> um, I want you I to speculate
0: worry, heavily, worry. please.
3: I think yeah. there have been studies that show that just being around trees like and the chemicals that they emit um mm-hmm. does have a calming effect. And I have definitely one hundred percent experienced that.
0: So you have been taking mushrooms is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so <laughs> are you doing any earthing out there? The the practice of of walking around nature without shoes on? No. Maybe you should, maybe you should give that a shot. That's the next next step on your, on your journey. I don't really know. Not, not a little bit, but people have some similar studies about the science behind walking around on dirt, grass, you know, just mother nature, untouched, unpaved with bare feet. And then that like chemical connection between, Mm. between the planet and your body. Jason.
3: That, that appeals less to me but i can <laughs> yeah, I
1: was about to say jason did you take ayahuasca this no, morning <laughs> no
0: i mean this is the thing this is the thing that a lot of, i mean i'm i'm not saying that i i do it or practice or believe in it it's just a it's it's grown in popularity but i mean you've you've experienced just walking barefoot on a you know on on the on fresh cut grass on a dewy morning mm. you know there's, mm. there's some there's some magic there
1: that does bring me back to my youth actually. Anytime I'm I'm exercising outdoors and I smell fresh cut grass, I revert to being a chubby seventh grader forced to play football <laughs> and go down a deep, deep spiral and have to really mentally Ooh. like lift myself out of that that dark hole. Um, and it happens in LA a lot more often than it happens in New York. We don't get a lot of fresh mm. cut grass in New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember this, but there was a the gap made a grass cologne. Mm. Uh That was really exceptional.
0: I don't know if I remember that. Same.
1: It was really popular. Um, uh, I I think somebody could bring that back. We could check eBay for it. It's a scent that I feel like situates a lot of people. Is what
0: I'm saying. You know? Mm.
1: Are you cooking a lot on this trip?
0: Walk us through that breakfast routine, honey. What's going on?
3: (laughs) You know, so I one of the things that I took with me from my time in Wisconsin is that my my brother is actually a chef um, in L. A. Professional. Yeah, he's, he's, um, been a sous chef at Son of a Gun, uh, that John and Vinny's restaurant. Oh,
1: we're um. familiar, we're familiar with the John and Vinny's family of restaurants.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I got some good tips from both him and my, my, basically my whole family, except maybe my dad and me are very good at cooking. So I've gotten some tips, like just how to make really good, just the basics though. It's like, I'm a sort of like cheesy egg person. I got a good You're, tip from I'm Sorry, board.
0: did you say I'm a, a cheesy egg person?
3: <laughs> I, I I I make a really good um, scrambled cheesy egg at this point. Listen, you guys should not interview. <laughs> no, I'm not. Me about ha- food I'm not hating or I'm not it's hating. Not, I'm, there, it's I a blind love, spot. I
0: just I wanted this, a, a confirmation on what you had said because it was yeah. a cool sentence. That's all. I love this
1: Wisconsin cheese energy, though. Company. Oh, I
0: yeah. forgot. Yeah. What can you tell us about brick cheese?
3: I have never heard of brick cheese.
0: It's a type of cheese that is it is native to the Wisconsin area. It's it's popular on the Detroit style pizza, but it's not oh. really available on in America other than in Wisconsin. Damn, I didn't know that. That's really exclusive.
1: So what Cheesy eggs? You mean just scrambled with some cheese? What kind of
3: cheese? (laughs) That's that's literally what I mean. I mean, my sister does a preparation that she says she got from Emerald, and so I've I've stolen that from her. See, I got this Um, shit from Emerald.
0: Lane, can you walk me through your emotional relationship with cheese as a cheese, (laughs) as a Wisconsin cheese head?
3: Uh, You know, this is not something I've ever had to think about before. Mm
0: -hmm. That's what we do on this podcast. We chat. Nobody said this podcast was going to be easy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my relationship with cheese is I try to avoid it
1: at <laughs> all costs. Mm. Yeah. But it's but so it yeah. No, good, I mean, bro. I have
3: been listening to so many of your guys' podcasts, and you have some really interesting um, food <laughs> <laughs> relationship.
1: Oh <my laughs> uh... Are you trying to say that Jason and I are? pro Anna and/ or have body dysmorphia <laughs>
0: I, don't well, let, I mean, don't I, let I, me into your disorders Chris I, I <laughs> the, the internet knows that I stay eating good and you <laughs> you you run away from flavor unfortunately I, I What? Wait, Lane, please. I need to see a cardiologist and you need to see a a psychologist as it (laughs) pertains to food.
1: Tell us us what you've gathered in listening to a few episodes of this podcast.
3: I mean, there is like the riveting bagel cream (laughs) cheese discourse.
0: (laughs) Oh, speaking of, that's what I ate for breakfast this morning. A terrible bagel and cream cheese today. Scarfed it down.
3: I've been doing that on this trip as well. Hell That's yeah. another one of my specialties. Absolutely, wow, I'm
1: surrounded by psychos. And doesn't it feel
0: go. good to know that you can eat a bagel and then also not turn obese? It's something that can happen, Chris.
1: <laughs> I, look, I know, but what I'm saying to you guys is, it's, a, it's, a, I like stuff too much. That's, it's called addiction, and I suffer from. It. <laughs> so I, so right. much like. My beloved Oxycontin, if I start eating bagels all the time, then I'm gonna eat bagels all the time. And if you eat them all the time, then it becomes a problem. Like anything else. No,
3: I mean, Chris, I'm completely in that camp right now. I've been I am like I'm treating my body like whatever the opposite of a temple is. Like I've been (laughs) eating Pop Tarts on this trip. It's like it's yeah.
2: I mean, listen,
3: well you're on vacation access to food prep so sometimes you just wanna like reach for a snack and
1: no Exactly. There's, always, there, a, there's a, always a bottle of water handy. You know what I mean? You just got to fill up on that. <laughs> wow.
3: Drink. That's nah. so dark.
0: Lane, <laughs> <laughs> would you consider this journey that you're on to be a vacation or just like a, an altering of your life?
3: I mean, I feel like I'm one of those like millennial nomads this month. You know, I just mm-hmm. those people who travel all the time and get their work done. And I mean, it's definitely not a lifestyle. I, I'm excited to go back uh, to mm-hmm. New York in early September, yeah. um, and or, be settled again. But
1: what do you think though? Do you think, what do you think is going to happen in New York? I have my own theories, but how long have you lived there?
3: Seven. I moved there in 2013.
1: Okay. So, so you've been there and what neighborhood do you live in?
3: I've been in the West village for six years or something.
1: Wow. Thank God. I am so pleased with that answer. <laughs> if you would have said Cobble Hill, I would have hung up the phone. Um, <laughs> So, so what do you think is going to happen? What do you think it's going to take a couple years to recover and then it still won't be the same? Or do you think it's going to be a shell for the foreseeable future?
3: You know, I, I really don't have any predictions. I, I, I feel committed to New York and I'm sort of, <laughs> so ex- you can, yeah, you can that, hear that, the sound confidence it. in your voice. <laughs> yeah, you, sound,
1: you sound very sure of yourself.
3: No, no, no. I'm just, I'm just more thinking about the next thing that I'm going to say. Um, mm. I think I, I'm i excited to see what New York will do in the wake of this. I mean, in.
0: Were you guys inspired yeah, by Jerry hopeful. Seinfeld's article about New York? I love when rich people write articles.
1: Like <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. He, has, he literally has a building for his cars. You know what I mean? It's like, dude, you can't like, of course you're fine. I, I mean, right. I, I think a lot of people I'm talking to are telling me it's they're having the time of their lives. And it's right. the most fun they've ever had in New York. I but, mean
3: that's what I'm getting from social media, etc. It doesn't it doesn't look like it's difficult to be there right now.
1: I don't th- I don't think it is, but I do. Even think Even if that,
0: you are poor,
1: well, that's a different <laughs> story. It's always been difficult to be there if you're poor. Yeah. but I do think that I I don't I just feel like for me L.A. the space right now is so nice for me, and I think that like if I couldn't exercise outside the way I could, he, I I just don't think it would feel the same for me with all the rules and restrictions, mm. but I don't know.
3: Are you Are you permanently moving to LA? Is that...
1: No, no, no. I'm just here, and like, there's no reason to go back. You know what I mean? So it's mm. kind of like, it's not that compelling of an argument. Um, and I don't, you know, I don't really love to dine al fresco, uh, which seems to be the main appeal of, of the return. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, but you're definitely going back after this trip.
3: Yes. I, I still have to buy my flight. But
1: yes. Oh, so there's still time. I see what you're doing here. You're giving yourself <laughs> a window. Um,
3: I don't know. I mean, I've never done anything like this. Just you know, sort of be on the road and be in a new place for over you know many weeks, um, and it's great. So. Where?
1: Where? What's next after Oregon?
3: Um, we're going to Crater Lake for the weekend. Um, I'm sorry, and what? Then...
1: Where's Crater Lake?
0: Oh, I thought you said Critter oh. Lake. Never mind. <laughs>
1: It's also in Oregon. <laughs> it's in Oregon. So, are you coming to California, or are you stopping in Oregon?
3: Our last stop is. We're going to go to Tahoe for Labor Day weekend.
1: Damn, this is turned up. Out- yeah, hell yeah! Pull out the speedboat, baby. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like this sounds pretty good. So Tahoe is the is the topper of the trip. It's the end.
3: It is. I mean, Montana's been my absolute favorite so far, but the whole thing's been.
1: Friend of the show, a friend of ours, David Cho, just went to Montana for his birthday today. He was flying to Bozeman direct. Oh no way!
3: Currently so what's glamping.
1: The, glamping. What's the vibe in Montana? Just big sky country.
3: I mean, that, what I liked about it so much is that so we we emerged from Yellowstone. We did a hike in Big Sky. Big Sky is just so beautiful to drive through. Um, we stopped in Bozeman to just sort of like walk around a bit, and that's a neat city. It kind of has like upstate new york energy yeah. argue maybe um and then we stayed in this crazy earth home in livingston montana for the week um it was is that you know, like earth
1: cafe So, what kind of chai latte do they have there?
0: What is an Earth home? Sorry, it is. It is a.
3: It's a home that's built into the side of the Earth and uses some solar energy, Mm. um, and just you know, it's it's a very it's a very horizontal space. Mm. Um, Yeah, with nice mountain views. Um, And then after Livingston, we were in uh, Glacier National Park for the weekend. So I just I, I feel like I saw a lot of different. Oh, and we drove through Missoula, which maybe not the highlight, but um, but we saw a lot of <laughs> Missoula
0: different is trash. We all know that
3: pockets.
0: When when is talking about
1: her day, yeah, I did this podcast. Not the highlight. Um. <laughs> the, the, what what kind of what kind of footwear are you wearing? <laughs> That's Do you want to we-
3: see? Well, oh, actually, no, I'm not wearing. I, I I I have two pairs of Birkenstocks, and I thought I was wearing my yellow ones, which are more exciting. So I was going to offer to flip the camera, but I'm just wearing my fuzzy black ones right now um, yeah Birkenstocks running shoes my hiking boots are in New York so those did not you come didn't with. bring
1: hiking boots on a trip that's all nature
3: I found sneakers to be sufficient
1: mm. damn wow okay Big, your ankles I
3: mean, we are my. not. We are not doing human. We did a six-hour hike, or not six hours, six-mile hike. Oh yeah, last weekend. Yeah,
1: I guess it's been light shit.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that like was twenty-mile. No shade. No, no, no. No shade. No shade. Like I said, wilderness leader for city dwellers. I'm not. I'm not aiming. When when did city my...
0: slicker turn into city dweller? That's my question.
1: Well, it's it's our woke society. Slicker is probably you know mm. derogatory in some way.
0: Dwellers, very literal. <laughs> it is. Mm. I, I miss slicker. That's all I'm saying.
1: I before we go, I also want to discuss the story you wrote about the the new air conditioning units. Because <laughs> I, as a as a longtime New Yorker, this is something I've thought about many times mm. about how ugly and loud they are. So
0: Patti um, Smith, Schmatty Smith, let's yeah, talk about yeah. window air conditioning units, baby.
1: It's honestly so interesting. Which, which one of the ones that you discovered in your deep research do you think will succeed the most?
3: Hmm, great question. I mean, <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, what is the Dyson suck of, of um, air conditioning do not, do window not, units? Talk down to me on my own
1: podcast. Which one do you like the most?
3: um i mean i think that in terms of like the the consumer that i normally write for probably that july window ac i mean i I i'm blanking on the other company's name but it was just
1: cha-cha matcha of window units
3: 100 percent.
1: it does but it's pretty reasonably priced i feel like i'm gonna buy one asap i don't need it right now obviously but i'm gonna buy one as soon as i as soon as i need one
0: you don't have central air at, at home chris
1: you wish Mm. Elaine does so doesn't she
0: no
3: I am a window AC unit person
1: central air is truly the luxury that I I desire the most
0: Mm. it just doesn't really happen in New York too much though even even for a bomb ass place maybe for
3: Jerry Seinfeld
0: (laughs) yeah yeah Jerry's (laughs) cars are air
1: conditioned Uh, no it happens if you live in like a corny new building with like Mm. an area to hang out with your neighbors you know what I mean Mm. but you know I'm not gonna live in Williamsburg so I'm good
0: yeah, Chris doesn't do common common spaces.
1: I hate common spaces. Mm. Um, in COVID it's good it's a good quality to have. Uh Shut up, Jason. True Lane, that. thank you for joining us.
0: Thank uh, you for having me. Lane, did you have any questions for us? I'm sorry, <laughs> <we> forgot. <laughs> I forgot.
3: Uh, um I'm thinking, I mean, I, I'd be interested to hear your guys' vitamin routines. What one question that we mm, okay. our our, mm. our test for my Monday morning subjects, we actually we call it the vitamin test, and it's like, do I want to know what vitamins this person takes? That's, it's a pretty oh, good test.
0: Do they yeah. pass the vitamin test?
3: Our editor in chief Christina O'Neill came up with that. Um, but so did, I'd love did, to hear your guys'. That's a good criteria,
0: routines. actually. Yeah. Um,
1: I take uh, a probiotic. Um mm. Green tea, uh, a the new company makes this skin filter uh, that's yeah. got some retinol in it that I take. <laughs> um, what else? Uh, I think that's it's pretty minimal. Chris, actually. we that didn't might... say
0: drop the skincare routine.
1: That's part of. It. <laughs> <laughs> that's part of. I'm sorry. That's part of my vitamin routine. Um, and then of course the lip Lipospheric, like the vitamin C gel that all celebrities take. Yeah, um, of course. <laughs> and I, I've been using a ladder pre workout, uh, you know, before I get out there and tackle my my exercise for the day. Mm. Um,
0: this guy I, went sober and started popping even more pillies.
1: I'm popping pillies. What about you, TJ?
0: I keep it simple with uh, wellness formula.
1: Oh, yeah, I take that too. I take
0: wellness that too. formula pretty much handles everything. I, I take one a day just for maintenance. And if I feel a little sniffle coming along, or if I smoked way too much weed the night before, et cetera, then I might double up or even triple up. But I haven't, I mean, during COVID, I have not been sick one single time, which is off-brand for me.
3: Knock on wood. I'm literally knocking on wood for
0: you. Thank
1: you so much. There's so much wood where you are. But I also,
0: and then then I take uh, just regular vitamin C. I double up, maybe even triple up Joe Rogan style sometimes just Mm. to really (laughs) smash that immunity into the dirt. And then... um, that's maybe some cbd depending on what <laughs> what came into the mail you know sometimes i'm, I'm not never CBD. heard
3: anyone call cbd a vitamin but
0: yeah no.
1: jason oh, history some people don't
0: think marijuana is a vitamin bro but <laughs> <it is. laughs> uh, uh well cbd would be I, I i guess a supplement perhaps not a vitamin mm, yes that's but,
1: true i i i find that Green tea, a bunch of real runners told me that green tea supplements really helped with um,
0: endurance.
1: Yeah, with endurance. So I started taking those.
0: So Um, after that, you are no longer a one minute man, is what you're saying?
1: Exactly. CV going rounds. CV going rounds. I can do a four and a half minute mile now. It's crazy. I only only had to take three green tea pills. (laughs) Um, Damn, I've never. Impressive. I I try. I try. Um, What vitamins do you take?
3: I don't take any vitamins. Hell yeah. What? Listen, I am not an aspirational person.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, I think a lot of people would aspire to not take vitamins.
1: Do you like wash your face with soap and shit?
3: (laughs) (laughs) I I use like moisture towelettes for face washing, especially on the road.
1: But you're not, so you don't have your Ariba conditioner and shampoo in like little bottles? You're just like... Oh,
3: I actually, I do actually have like a full suite of... Toiletries that I keep in a box. Damn, she says, "Sweet."
1: She she got a sweet, not a tray, not a bag. It's a box. It's
3: a box. Yeah,
1: I love that. (laughs) I love that. Thank you. All right. Well, now that you've just really had us reveal all our secrets to our own listeners, um, (laughs) it's been a pleasure, and so they can find you by going to thewallstreetjournal.com and searching your name. Um, Yeah. tell him where to find you on Twitter and Instagram. And again, do hit
0: me with that login when you have a chance, please.
1: Yeah. Jason needs a login. He could, I had to send him PDFs of your stories before oh this my God. Before the show. So break him off. He's broke. It's, Yo, we Simi don't
0: pay stop. dog. We ain't paying.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Uh, I'm Lane flourish I'm on Instagram and Twitter.
1: Great. Thank you yeah. so much for joining us. Have fun on your journey across this great country. Yeah. Um, And we'll look for more routines from you every Monday.
3: Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Of course. Bye. Bye.